Hey guys, it's James here. Um, unfortunately, once again, we have no new episode this week. Things just uh, have been really tough schedule-wise, so I apologize for that. Um, the good news is we're not going to leave without a show, so you are going to get another Secret Origins episode. This is uh, the third episode of That's What She Said, the uh, podcast that Nick, Tina, and myself did before Pass the Remote. So, yeah, we got that. Um, but don't worry, there will be uh, a new episode next week fingers crossed because uh, Nick is now a lot more available um, and we have a lot to catch up on there's a bunch of news that we didn't talk about this week because we did no episode uh, I'll see if I've got a few little tidbits just to let you know just to whet your appetite um, no you know what we're going to save them even though they, even though it'd be good to talk about new stuff, I think they're all going to elicit some pretty good conversation. So, unfortunately, no news this week. Um, but we'll be back next week uh, with a brand new episode. It might be a little bit late because recording day is normally Wednesday, and that's kind of uh, locked out for us this week. But we will get together and record a new episode. We will talk about Avengers, fingers crossed, because uh, we're really behind on our road to Infinity War. So we'll talk about that, and hopefully we'll start catching up on that soon as well. Um, as I said, scheduling has been really, really difficult uh, this last month uh, for all of us. Nick's been quite busy uh, finishing his course and now starting a new one. Uh, Tina's, you know, back to work now and she always directs the school play, so that's happening. So that eats up a couple of nights of our week. And, uh, and you know, I'm sure I've you know, had some things come up as well. But anyway, uh, so please now enjoy the third episode of our Secret Origins series, the third ever That's What She Said episode. I think we only did like 10 or 11 of them, so hopefully they won't make up a, you know, that we won't use all of them this year. But uh, if we do, we've got more stuff so we can dive into as well. Anyway, so that's it from me for this week. Uh, sorry again, there will be a new episode soon. Until then, please enjoy the past antics of past James, Tina and Nick. Take it away, past James. Attention, everyone. Hello. Uh, yes, I just want you to know that uh, this is not my decision, but from here on out, we can no longer be friends. And when we talk about things here, we must only discuss uh, work-associated things. And uh, you can consider this my retirement from comedy. And in the future, if I want to say something funny or witty, or do an impression, I will no longer ever do any of those things. Does that include that's what she said? Mm -hmm. Yes. Wow, that is really hard. You really think you can go all day long? Well, you always left me satisfied and smiling, so... That's what she said! <laughs> She said, I'm James Chalmers. I'm Tina Harrison Nick Owen here. That was an exuberant <laughs> opening. 
And there's almost no waiting time. But now I'm feeling tired about explaining what you found out. <laughs> Smoother than last week? Mm. Smooth indeed. Smooth <laughs> as peanut butter. We've got off the rails here. Put peanut butter on your face like Dwight. You've, you've derailed this train. Yeah. 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 It's going well. No, no, we're still, we're still good. We're back and we're ready for more office. Episode 3 now. No, I, yeah, I was like, no, we're watching episode 4 of Journey. I almost called you, I had a different name, it's better than your own. Yeah. Uh, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how have our weeks been? Yeah, alright. Good. It's glowing reviews all around. <laughs> How's yours been, James? Well, it's been good, man. I mean, it started off poorly because we are we lost uh, we lost another celeb- we lost a few celebrities in the last yeah, week, like dropping like flies, aren't they? Mm. Nah, we lost the uh, the great Alan Rickman, Hans Gruber, and Severus Snape, mm. and the guy who cheated on his wife in Love Actually. What else? Do you I mean? don't know. What he was. Oh, I don't know. What he was shaking in Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I was in Galaxy Quest, Ooh, and he was also in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Mm. He was, and wasn't he? he was in. <coughs> Uh, Sense and Sensibility, I think it is. Yeah, the new movie came out recently called Little Chaos. Sadly, his final film is a movie that I can't remember now. Because it left that, that much of an impression on me. Yeah. It's a se- oh, he's in no, his final film's going to be the Alice in Wonderland sequel. Which I feel is a, a sad way to go out. Mm. Has that been filmed? Uh, yeah, trailer released a couple months back. No, okay. Actually, Mum was wondering when does that come out? Your mum was? Yeah. Why is she She's asking me about you? She's very interested. She's like, Tina, have you, have you heard the new Alice in Wonderland movie's coming out, Tina? We've got to go see it. Did she see the first Alice in Wonderland yeah, movie? Yeah, she loved it. So she was the only one. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. I remember we saw that and I was like, I'm done with Tim Burton. Yeah. So when is it coming out? Some, sometime this year. You don't really care, do you? I don't. <laughs> well, um, so James, have you seen any films this week? What a setup! I was going to bounce off the trailer that remark, or the fact that we also lost Glenn Fry, the lynching of the Eagles. I'm glad you appreciate it because I said it's essentially who's that? No, I wasn't like. Mm-hmm. You, you, I don't know the name of the bassist. Anna, uh, he was one of the founding members. I know that, I, but like, played. what did he play? Uh, he well, most members of the Eagles play multiple instruments, so guitar, and he did vocals. And I think it's no, that's it. So yeah, in that in that situation, that you were correct. <laughs> but John Henley, who is widely regarded as the genius of the Eagles, plays drums, guitar, does vocals, sings while playing drums. Mm-hmm. Months up as well. Yeah, I, I think he, I think he's ill regarded as the the genius in the band. Yeah. Anyway, that was my. Seen little. any good movies, James? <laughs> um. So anything? No. Uh, <laughs> I have seen some good movies. I uh, I watched a few movies over the week. Uh, we. Friday night we had movie night. We watched Inside Out, the Disney animated film from last year. Mm-hmm. Finally caught up six months down the road. It's good. I liked it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I don't know if it was Pixar's best, um, but it was nice, and it wasn't as like upsetting as I thought it was going to be. It's not really a kids' film. I think that's what kind of throws yeah. it off. It's very it's in the vein of Up, maybe. I haven't seen Up. Um, I've only seen the first yeah, seven minutes. It sort of is. It it's delves nice. into the psyche and like. Yeah, it's. I think it's. Uh, I but think it's, it's good because it teaches kids about emotions and all that sort of stuff, and, and like the complexity of emotions. Like you, sometimes you're not just happy or sad, but like you might be like happy and scared, or you know, mm. sad and angry. It's all about growing up and like understanding that you can't be blissfully joyful your entire life. Otherwise, you'll never yeah. appreciate anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Saturday morning, I was going to watch uh, The Revenant. 
but I decided that at five in the morning when I was still half asleep, a two and a half hour Oscar nominated film doesn't deserve that kind of attention. Yeah. So when I have a chance, I'll sit down and watch it properly. Uh, instead, I watched the Peanuts movie, which was pretty great. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I cried a lot. Did you really? I did. <laughs> Everyone laughs when I say that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was a laugh of appreciation. Whatever. <laughs> um, and that's it. Oh, wait, no. no. Oh, but, and I know. It's a little joke, set up to bet, bait the audience. That's fine. Uh, we went and saw The Hateful Eight on Monday, the new Quentin Tarantino Bingo. Film. How was it? Pretty great. Pretty great. Um, it's a... If you're going to go see it, I recommend everyone go see the Roadshow version, not the cinematic release. If you go see it in cinemas, you're going to see it, like a half an hour shorter version of the film. Mm-hmm. So go to your Astors or your kind of... In the, cin- the cinemas that are listed are projecting the full 70mm one because you get a three hour and seven minute film. And did it need to be that long? It's my well, question with all, all films that are that long. Well, part of it... Part the majority of its length came because of the overture and the interval. Yeah, because an intermission in this film. Yeah. Like, you literally take a... Like, it, like, chapter four of the film ends and then the curtains close and then you go to take like a 15 minute break oh wow okay yeah so there's that yeah there's an overture at the start as well which is just like a title kind of music for three minutes okay yeah Um, which is what an overture is yes Um, Um, I was just explaining in layman's terms and then I think there's like about 15 minutes additional footage in the film as well yeah to me it didn't feel long like well that's the good that's always a good sign the the first half of the film like up until the intermission I think is about an hour and 50 minutes and then the final act kind of is everything beyond that and it's a real slow build like I remember when I was yeah. 17 on in the intermission I was like oh you know what do you think and she was saying that she was getting a bit tired and like, she wasn't bored but it was, she felt it was a bit slow mm. but then you like with any Tarantino film like you just have to wait for yeah. you know what he's setting up because that but all... if you listen to what I said afterwards no no I'm not... because I admit I can speak for myself no no I was just <laughs> what I said was I think it needed to be slow at the start yes and not it wasn't it wasn't slow. It was that he was teasing you, yeah. Because he's like specifically made the first half non-violent because yeah. like he sets it up, and you're like, oh, something's gonna happen, something's gonna happen, and then nothing happens. And the reason he does that is because the second half is a bloodbath. Oh, basically. okay. Spoilers. Spoilers. Like classic Tarantino. Yeah. 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 I um, and it's cool. Like he did this thing where I remember seeing an interview, an interview with him years ago when he talked about From Dust Till Dawn. And they talk about how From Dustin Gordon is a vampire film, but you don't see any vampires until halfway into the film because they want to spend the first half introducing you to the characters. So when you do start a body count, you actually care about them. Yeah. And that's exactly what he's doing in this film. Like, okay. there's almost two hours of just characterization and dialogue. But the first two chapters is pretty much... I think the first chapter is three characters talking, the second chapter is four characters talking, and then finally in the third chapter, you kind of get to where the film starts. Okay, yeah, I see. I see. And so, who is there? Is there a main character in this? Are we meant to follow? No, it's, on, it's an ensemble. Okay. Uh, I guess if anyone, I guess the main character might be Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I guess his character play is the most. Um, but that being said, you will never, ever, ever look at Samuel L. Jackson the same way after this film. Okay. There's a pretty, uh, really intense moment that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's both horrifying and laughable. Okay, oh, well, I will look forward to seeing it. And so where would you guys put this? It's like this a real uh, interview. This being the eighth film by Quentin Tarantino. Uh, well, we had differing opinions on that. I still don't think... My two favourite Tarantino films are uh, Inglourious Bastards and Kill Bill. Right. And I still you count re- Kill Bill as one. I do. For anyone... Because I guess think about answering the question, you know, which version, which part of Kill Bill would you like better? It's like, no, it's one film just told in two parts. 
So Kill Bill as an entirety is one of my favorite films. I don't think it's better than those two. I think it's better than Django. But, but in that, sorry to interrupt. Go for it. But in that, if you follow that theory of thought, mm. which of your Hobbit movies is your favorite? Um, you can't say that because I know how you feel about it. So you know, then you're gonna lump all three Hobbit movies together. Um, if I was going to compare it to Lord, it, all, of the, all three Lord of the Rings together, I mean, you can do that. Um, the difference is that the the Hobbit's a bit of a unusual circumstance. The Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings, is three books. Yeah. So each film yeah, yeah, is a separate true. story. Okay, so yeah. But Kill Bill was always meant to Hobbit. be uh, the Hobbit. I mean, you can count as one film if you like. Um, I wouldn't because very long film. it's very disappointing. Yeah. It has a very disappointing ending. Um, Beginning and middle as well. I, I like the first two. I like the first two Hobbit. But especially Desolation Snow, it's really cool. Um, but no, because Kill Bill was always intended to be like a four and a half hour like bloody opera, mm. uh, and then he was like, "That might not work for audiences." Yeah, to cut it down a little bit. Um, I don't yes, I don't think Eighth Blade is as good as those two, but I think it comes close. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's um, good. That's always good. Um, I think it's better than Django, but I might think Django is lower than most. Um, and I think it could be better than Pulp Fiction as well. Wow. <laughs> so unimpressed by that. No, no, it just took a while to sink in. No, yeah. that's good. I mean, I'm not right there with you. My favourite uh, Tarantino film is Inglorious yep. Bastards, so mm-hmm. hopefully it comes close to that. But um, it's cool, and it does feel a little bit like... Actually, you know what? I'm not even going to say what it feels like, because I don't want to um, put any kind of like preconceived notions yeah. in your mind, obviously, you go and see it. Okay, good. But um, I, I really don't. It's a lot smaller. Like, considering it's a three-hour three film, like, um, and it's kind of like set up as this huge kind of um, event film. It's a very small movie. Like, like if you consider, like, location and everything. Yeah, it's, okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and, like, time span and stuff like that. The performances are really great. Um, there's no, like, there's no performance in there where I'm kind of like, eh, like, they could try harder. Like, mm. everyone's, like, on their yeah. A game. Everybody's really solid. On point. Yeah. Mm. And maybe... It's like my eyebrows. They're on fleek. Everybody's on fleek, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's probably the best score... I've heard as well. Yeah. Mm, it's really good score. It was done by Ennio Morricone, who's done some of the scores for Tarantino in the past, but it's his yes. first Western he scored in 40 years. And apparently also, like, a lot of the music, or not a lot of the music, but some of the music he used was borrowed, uh, never before used uh, cuts from The Thing. So the original Thing from the 80s or whatever yeah. that he scored, there were some bits that just never made the final film. So there's like, this really cool, like, classic music from the 80s he wrote, like, 30 years ago that's now in this film. Yeah, okay, that's pretty cool. Um... But yeah, I, I dug it a lot. And after we left the cinema, I was kind of like, you know what, I didn't see this for a while. Like, it's a long film and I enjoyed it, but I got the gist of like, it. you want to see it again? Like, at 24 hours, I'm like, no, I want to see it again. Like, mm-hmm. after speaking to people about it, like, people had seen it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I've got to watch it again. All right, so wrap this up. Give it a score. Mm-hmm. Give it a score out of 10. Out of 10? I'm going to give it a generous but fair <laughs> 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Tina? I was going to give it an 8 and a half. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bravo, it's a Tarantino. I just don't want to oversell it because yeah. it definitely wasn't what I was expecting. Like, in many ways, I was kind of like, I mean, I guess there were elements of it where I was like, oh, I think it might be like this, and it kind of was that, but I was also expecting a, a few different things as well, and it it wasn't kind of the, the, the film I thought it was going to be, but it was the film it needed to be. Okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> you Very know, philosophical. I was, I was being Batman as the hero we deserve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't doing that. Speaking of Batman, Suicide Squad trailer dropped as well this week. Lovely. As in today. Today. Um, We've all seen it, yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Very exciting. This is, this is normally the kind of stuff we talk about on Twitcast, but that's been recorded in a while. I kind of feel like 
This is going to sound very pretentious, what I'm going to say. Go for it. But I'm, I kind of feel like if I was doing Margot Robbie's job, I would do a much better job. Um, well, just not just with her delivery of lines. I kind of know what because you mean. Because when she delivered her lines, I was like, oh, she could have chewed it just that little bit more. Yeah. Like she kind of just threw the lines away. I felt you know I, mean? I was very worried about her being cast because as much as I, I think she's a good actress, I think she does a good job, but, but she could do it better. But Harley is one of those characters that you really have to kind of get into the mind of. It's one of those where you can't phone it in. Like you got to yeah. go. It's it's like the Joker. Like you got to chew the scenery and go nuts. Yeah. And I think she will because there are elements of it like. One thing that I that I liked that, that um, the director said is that like we've only seen Harley in the outfit that she's been in all trials. She has like three costume changes. Like she has the traditional like red and black jumpsuit, and I think yeah, she kind yeah. of goes into the Arkham style outfit as well. So I think we're going to see that, and I think once she's with the Joker as well, I think, I think we'll just, see a lot more I of that. I think she just delivered her lines a l- just just like a smidge understated for what the character I would I would like to see her do. Yeah. I think we'll see her go bonkers at some point. I think so too. And I think maybe that's what she's doing. Maybe she's playing it like a, a softer way to begin with to sort of lull you into a false sense of security and then just mm. going bang and all out crazy and just being like, fuck your shit up. <laughs> Basically. There we go. Yeah. A explicit review of the <laughs> trailer. Taking a blue. Did you have anything you want to add about the trailer? Uh, nah, I mean... Um, after seeing the trailer though one thing because I, I love Will Smith but a little bit worried that he's too too much of a personality to be in an ensemble cast that's like what this. I'm worried about as well because when I saw the, when I heard the announcement of the first trailer the first trailer I really liked as well the first trailer is a lot more subtle yeah um, and you don't have like a minute's worth of Joker footage on this trailer that was the only thing I didn't like I thought I thought they could hold on to that yeah, Joker image yeah. a lot more um, <clears throat> but I was like Will Smith's going to like play this really well because he is like, he's a great actor, but I feel like every film he's in now is essentially playing Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's, he's clearly the most recognisable. He's, yeah. You know, and and that's my, that was my one. When I saw him, he delivered a line, and I don't recall what it was, but uh, just it sounded like Will Smith. It was the, what yeah. are we, some kind of suicide squad? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh. I, my, I, my fun, the, the thing, the first thing that came into my head, like, while I was watching it, was there was this part where the Joker's lying down and he's surrounded by all this weaponry. Mm. Um, and it, like the, the, it just conjured up an image in my head of like, before he's lying down laughing, he's spending like an hour and 45 minutes very carefully positioning yeah. all the knives and all <laughs> yeah. the guns and then he can lie down and go, ah! <laughs> yeah. I just thought like, isn't that, a, wouldn't that be a funny image? Sort of I don't think the Joker would have that kind of tolerance. Well, see, this is the thing, because what, the second I saw that, I was like, that's not very Joker-esque, because he's so chaotic and he's so, like, spontaneous. He wouldn't spend all this time meticulously putting out all of these weapons. Maybe He'd just, like, be throwing them at walls and shit. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to lay here. Yeah. That, was, um, yeah. that was the argument people made about the tattoos as well, though, like, the Joker would never sit through those tattoos. Well, maybe it's a different kind of Joker that they present. Well, my argument was, because everyone seemed to, like, bat it, like bash that and never have any evidence. I'm like, well, there's a... Maybe he did the tattoos himself. Uh, well, there's actually photos of Harley giving the tattoos. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's um, there's a comic book in which he has, like, Chinese gang tattoos and stuff. So oh, Joker's yeah. been tattooed before. Um, I agree with the Will Smith thing, but I think once they put his mask on, because there are images of him with the mask, I think they need to get him behind that a lot yes, more. Just yeah. cover him up and let him, you know, do the voices over. Because we didn't need... I think the only reason they went with Will Smith is because I like 
this is an, an unknown property. It's our third film in like our franchise, and no one really knows what it is. Yeah. Chuck Will Smith in there, maybe people, you know, yeah, don't see it. But I think the trailer's strong. <laughs> I think like that trailer is designed for people who aren't comic book fans. I think people who say that now, are like this is like a fun action film. Yeah, yeah. Which it does, and I think the use of the Queen song was really good. So, was good. But the office. Yeah, we're not here to talk about comic books. We're here to talk about paper before it becomes comic books. Really, <laughs> James, like segue Charles. It's going to stick. Uh, before we get into the episodes, because we will do that very shortly. Um, next week, we will ring in the final episode of season one. Do we jump straight into season two, or do we just do like a? Like, like a, a recap, like a celebration of season one. I know that we don't like to talk business, like we don't like to talk business during the show, but I think it's better to do it now before we start doing the commentaries. Mm-hmm. Than at the end, we just kind of drag on and don't end the episode. Look, I'm happy to, I'm happy to uh, watch season two, episode one, and we can wrap up, wrap it up, and then if we get time, we'll mention it. What's the first episode of season two? Is the Dundies? Yeah, it is the mm-hmm. Dundies. That feels like a, I, feel like, I feel like that's a great way to end an episode, though, if we start with that. Like, we end, like, our, our podcast with the Dundies, because the season finale of season one isn't... As far as I know... It's the coffee... It's the coffee girl, isn't it? The oh, handbag the, girl. Handbag, yeah, sorry. It's, so, it's like... It's the coffee machine. It, um, it kind of, like, builds up some stuff for Jim a little bit, but yeah. I think if we talk about the Dundies, that's a way more fun episode to go yeah, because there's so much cool stuff in it. Yeah. All right, right. it is... We'll do, we'll, so we'll do the last episode of season one. We'll do a season recap, and then jump into yeah. season two. And so it has been decreed. <laughs> if I had a gavel, I would hit it. Oh. Yeah, Where'd you get that gavel from, Nick? Oh, I had it in my back pocket. Where'd you get that gavel from, Tina? Oh, I just found it. You didn't have to answer. <laughs> but you found it from Nick, who got it in his pocket. Yeah, that's right. But I love these two episodes. Yeah, we were talking about how we'd forgotten how good these, these yeah, episodes I, are. Well, I will say this. Even though like, I've kind of spoken down about season one quite a bit, I always remember the basketball episode. Yes. Yeah. And p- particularly the image of Stanley dribbling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And so I did, come on! I was looking forward to that because I knew that we went to the season like, don't worry, like, suffer through yeah. season one because yeah. eventually you will get to the basketball episode and that's got some really cool Jim <laughs> and Pam stuff, some really good uh, Jim, Pam, Roy stuff. Yes, yeah. And then there's also like some, like you get to see the people who should be playing basketball as opposed to those who should be playing yeah. basketball. So I was like, just get to that episode and then you, you know, you do it. The, the endearing image that I've had since I saw it was the ridiculous stretches that he does to warm up, <laughs> which are just ridiculous. Next level. It's um, Yeah, and even the, the episode before that, which is um, the, Alliance. the Alliance, that was a pretty good episode as well. Yes, yeah, it was. We got a lot more Dwight as well, which is always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I mean, we saw that, I guess, in the, the healthcare one as well, but like now we're really starting to build up yeah. the Dwight character, because the first episodes don't give you much, and Dwight is as we've said in the past, kind of the linchpin in the show. Like, yeah. as much as his story doesn't pick up until a lot later, uh, or, like, his story does is there from the start, but it kind of really kicks in later on when he becomes more focused. He's kind of the binding point of the show where, like, all the humour is derived, I think. Yeah. It had that serious moment between Roy and Jim. Mm. Yes, it does. Which got very heated. Yes. There's, um... There's some great stuff in this episode. In both these episodes, I've got a and lot of I, notes. What I especially like is this is really the first time that you get to see an actual full-on prank between Jim and Dwight. Generally, you just see like the aftermath of the the prank or yeah. like the punchline of the prank sort of thing. Whereas this, you actually get to see like 
it beginning and then you get to see like how it's devised in the middle and all that sort of stuff like that. No, yeah, I, I, yeah, I really like it. I like how the episode is sort of centered around the prank. Yeah, the show is definitely starting to find its feet. I think it loses a little bit in episode six. That being said, I haven't watched it yet, like in a long time. So when we watch it for next week, maybe I'll be impressed. Um, not that that matters because the show is done. They're done. Oh, the one. <laughs> but like maybe I'll like. I found season one a lot more entertaining than I expected, so maybe season six, the episode six, is better than I remember. Even if it's not, we got the Dundies episode, which is a really good episode. Well, from what I recall, I think there's a few, there's a few good zingers in uh, the episode six. Mm-hmm. It's uh, one about Starbucks, which is a real treat. So I don't remember because we, um, aside from the first, I think I've only watched season one maybe once. Okay. Yeah. Um, because I just remember like. Again, kicking off from season two onwards. That's, and it might even be you that kind of put it in my head because like season two and three are the best season, like some of the best seasons on television ever. I'm like, yeah. you're right, they are. Screw season one, like, <laughs> yeah. season two. So it's your fault, Nick. Yeah, sorry about that. That That's does like, sound like something <laughs> I would say. <laughs> I think you threatened me, like with yeah, yeah, punchable like gavel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we've been going on for a little bit, so we'll get this uh, party started. As, uh, Let's get this party started, as Michael says. I was going to say, as Michael mm-hmm. Scott would say. Uh, this might be too loud. Is this loud enough alcohol to get 20 people drunk? <laughs> 15 bottles of vodka? Yeah, I'd say that'd do it. <laughs> um, I have a huge issue with that scene as well, but this isn't the time to talk about it. Let's talk about when we come across it. Oh, now I'm intrigued. All right, I'll tell you what it is. Go on. I'm sure I'll bring it up again. I feel like, as a shopkeep in a uh, liquor store, if someone asks that question, I think you should be refu- refusing him service. Yeah. Think of the commission. I, know, I worked in a, I worked in a liquor store, and I suppose nobody ever asked me that question. So I don't, I don't know. Because I, so I think, I like, I think the idea, like, if he was like, "Is this enough to get me drunk?" That's one thing. But the idea that he's deliberately intending to get other people inebriated. Yeah, but that's not a law. No, it's not. But it's definitely uh, requires you can some only second refuse, thought. You can only refuse service if it's um, breaking the law. So, like, if the customer themselves are visibly drunk, mm. um, or if you... Which one could argue, have, Michael does seem that way, <laughs> all the time. Or if you have enough evidence to prove that the, they're going to be giving alcohol to, like, underage people. I, um, That's pretty much the only two things that you can't serve alcohol. Yeah, I'm trying... Look, I guess, you know, look, I think liquor laws are different in America to Australia as well. It wouldn't be that much different. And on TV, to in real life as well. Mm, yes, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we are yeah, the fictional yeah. universe that I have uh, fallen. This fictional on. universe is wrong. It is. Um, I also, we got another really, really annoying drum roll from Michael. Yes, it's like, oh my god, just stop. Yeah, Michael uh, is still irredeemable. I think. No, I, and it doesn't get better because no, not this, not this season. Season two is when it starts to pick up. Yeah. Like season two. You get to see, well, it says into the first episode, the Dundies, you get to feel sorry for him yes, because yeah. when he's hosting, which will. Uh, yeah, well, let's not spoil it. We're going to cover the entire show before we can get there. Yeah. All right, we have it queued up. The pen paper building is prominently on our screen. I'm going to hit play and we will delve into this episode, which is what's it called again? The Alliance. The Alliance. Might be uh, a little bit of oh, I love that song. Doesn't that yeah. music just Scram has welcomed us. Weird haircut, Michael. Still, <laughs> turn down a little. Gonna, are you going to say that inside everyone? Because that opening credit with weird haircut, Michael, is literally for like 
The whole, yeah. The, yeah. I think, the whole, like, I think it's for, like, season two as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. We get some really good Ryan stuff in this as well. And yeah, this is, we do. This is the Ryan that I like. Yeah, yeah, um, I like yeah. this Ryan. This is my favourite version of Ryan, the one... I really like the it. The Ryan who started the fire. Yeah. <laughs> I really like at the end. When he said, when he said it's my birthday today. <laughs> 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 a great moment where Dwight scares Michael coming out of the <laughs> toilet. And also, uh, they're heading away from... Are they heading to the annex? Yeah, they are heading towards the annex. I wonder if they'll come out in the annex, or whether they'll come out in the main building. So you were saying that this was shot in a building. An actual office building, yeah. So, like, when they created the set, they had to, like, obviously create it almost exactly the same, didn't they? They would have made me, because they might have made yeah. some changes. Okay, so they cut away, so we don't actually know whether... Because I bet you now that you're and in the office. exists in this actual office, real office space. Um, I guess you're right. I didn't think about that. I thought that's what you were getting at. No, I was just wondering like whether they um, didn't plan very well. I wrote down something about a really bad Star Trek joke, but I can't remember it now. <laughs> so we'll wait for that to come up. I don't remember it either. I can't think of what that is. Look at all Dwight's bobbleheads. Which he loses over the course of the show. Yeah, but he gets that glorious Dwight bowl head. Yeah. Which, yeah. Can um, you buy that? I think it's a battle style. Probably. Classic, but, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can, actually. I would love that. He also turns Andy's figure into a bobble head. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I remember that. This is great how uh, he um, doesn't like to go to... He has a water bottle. <laughs> the reason he can't Instead go to the water... Instead of socialising with people, that's what he does instead. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm not going to ask someone. Yeah. I just want to overhear it. <laughs> okay, so the whole premise of this episode is that they're still talking about downsizing the branch. And so distracted, want to make them feel better, he wants to throw a party for the nearest uh, employee whose birthday it is, which is Meredith, who's over a month away. <laughs> <laughs> and here comes the drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> just goes off for so long. I really feel for young Pam. Yeah. yeah. But you could just say it. I think uh, almost one of the reasons to go back and watch this season is to see how well Jenna Fisher plays that character. I was about to say, I could watch like young Pam every day, like constantly. That's creepy. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's old Pam now, so older Pam anyway. Yeah. Um, but this is a very weak-willed Pam, a Pam who's kind of downtrodden. And... Yeah. Don't call me Pammy. Don't call me, don't call me Pammy. Yeah. <laughs> and we also learn a little bit more about Pam's relationship with Roy about how you know, it's been a three year long engagement and everything yeah, yeah. you really you really feel for her because it's like this is it yeah. this is the Star Trek joke <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. yeah I don't write any notes until we get to the, uh, the first introduction of the PPC which is oh, the yes. party planning committee of course yeah. So we have a couple of notes. I have a couple of notes about this. First of all, uh, Phyllis makes a suggestion to get streamers, and Angela thinks it's a good idea, which would never, yeah. ever happen. But I was thinking maybe she only says that because she then comes in with her next comment, which is the, the green. Green is whorish. Yeah. <laughs> which is funny because she says, "I like green." Yeah, green is whorish. And then later on, in like a few seasons later, she, they, they talk about green, and she goes, "I thought you said." Green. And Phyllis says, I thought you said green is fourish. And she goes, no, orange is fourish. <laughs> and Phyllis is wearing orange that day. <laughs> and it was funny, she talked about it yesterday. Like, I haven't seen season one in a while. So I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't realise there was a setup to that yeah. joke. Like, yeah, a season yeah, yeah. ahead or whatever. 
And they've done that. We've noticed that a lot. Like, there's been a lot of setups that we've missed <laughs> 80s party success. In what newspaper is that? I in? think it was written by Michael. <laughs> oh, okay. That would make sense. That would make a lot of sense. Oh, and like getting ice cream cake for Meredith when she can't eat. Oh my god. <laughs> this video. Or was that mint chocolate chip? Mint chocolate chip. I also don't think that Meredith is lactose intolerant later on mm. in the show. Because I yeah. think we see her drinking coffee and, oh, and eating yeah. cake, ice cream cake and stuff. There it is, the proposal that Dwight... Which is so strange because Dwight goes to set up in the lines of the gym, his nemesis. Yeah. It's like, set it up with, you know, you can set up with anyone. You can set up with Kevin. Because <laughs> Kevin's, like, dumb enough to just, like, do whatever you say, do whatever you ask. Or he could set up with Pam, who is arguably the smartest person in the office. Yeah, that's true. Or if you wanted to, like, set up with someone, you know, a bit stronger, mm. um, I don't know, you could have set up with Stanley or something like that. No, he would. I don't think he would go with Stanley or Phyllis or like that. I think they're beneath him. Maybe oh, Did you see the boom mic in the shot? No, I missed that. There's a little boom. It happens in the next episode as well. Oh. This also sets up uh, an ongoing joke where um, whenever Dwight asks you something serious, you have to respond, absolutely I do. Yeah, if you want to join something, yeah. Absolutely I do. Yeah, so such a secret I also like how his last year is in broad view of everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And the first thing he does is go to Pam. Then he's hiding behind the phone. If you're going to form an alliance, like, go hide somewhere and ask. And you start to see the little pranks mm. coming through. I also don't know if it's happened yet, um, but at one point Michael refers to Meredith as an accountant. She's not an accountant. Yeah. yeah. She's not an accountant. No. What is her role there? Uh, HR? No, it's not HR. No, she's, it's not quality um, control. Not HR, um, no, customer. Is it, it's not her and Creed quality control or something? Yeah. Like no, I think, I think Creed's definitely quality control. She's something like ordering. She's got to do with like so no, I think it's supplier relations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because then later on she's sleeping right. with the supplier. Exactly yeah, right. yeah. Some steak there. To do yeah, <laughs> right, lady. If you had steak. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now this bit was great. This is where Michael's trying to come up with something funny yeah. for a card. Um, uh, and Michael says that he could write a nice message, but that would be lame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, if you see later on, um, I think he says. Uh, to the group about Pam is like I never said to her face but Pam's one of the most hard working nicest people I've ever met and I was like why would you say that you think I think sorry one of the other things that I noticed was that when they're singing happy birthday to Meredith he's not singing the falsetto I wrote that he doesn't sing the high parts Mm -hmm. but he is concerned about the key that they're singing yeah (laughs) he's singing the high parts my key Um, um, also, his key is uh, his key. His card is not very good. Happy birthday! Yeah, <laughs> terrible, terrible card. card. But it is a very Michael Scott card. Mm. I just love how hard he's working to try yeah. to find something funny. He's like, like Meredith, Mary, Mary had a little yeah. lamb. <laughs> 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 um. There you go. There was some alliance meetings in a more private place in the car park. Yeah. Yeah. Real- what, I, what I also noticed was um, when the car alarm goes off. And Jim beeps it. Um, that looks like Dwight's car. Because he has the um, the Trans Am. 
What's Kaiser Trans then? Yeah. Whereas Jim, I didn't think Jim had that car. I thought Jim had a different car. So. I can't remember what Jim's car is until no, later when it's the minivan or whatever. You see it in the next episode. No, in the uh, sixth episode. The bag lady. You know, it doesn't look like Dwight's car. Yeah. It also, I would have thought their secret meeting would have happened in the warehouse, which, although to be fair, we do go there later. Yeah, we do. Or behind that. the warehouse, which is where they have paintball and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, And they've had other secret meetings before. Mm. <laughs> hard on the car. He's still working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, his branch is like Don't every school closing down. Yeah. <laughs> what was the joke? It was like, Mary had a little lamb. Don't bring the lamb to work because it'll poop everywhere. Yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> and I think this is good. We start to see the uh, the good and bad side of Michael. He's yeah. like Oscar's going in there asking for um, donations. For donations. Oh, yeah, for this, is a, run. this is a great subplot. And he sees that everyone's donated two or three dollars, so he donates twenty five. Mm-hmm. But, but what he doesn't realise is that it's per mile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in all honesty, like I mean, if I was in Michael's position later when he finds out, like that's that's you know like four. At least four hundred dollars that he had to yeah. pay. I'd, I'd do the same thing. I'd says, be like, ah, oh, he says I that just read it. last year that his nephew ran eighteen miles or something yeah. like that. <laughs> but then later as well, like when he's mates with the bad guy in regards to the cake, then he's like, hey guys, I don't like do a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't like accept it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's where his ego comes in. He's it's, like, hey, I'm being a good guy here. It's classic Michael Scott back and forth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and here we have some quality Pam messing with Dwight. Starting to get in on the pranking. Mm. You can just see as the episode goes on, like Jim appreciating her more and more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to watch the, this early stuff when she's with uh, Roy. Roy. Yeah. It's a bit at the end of the this episode, the, yeah. the basketball episode, yeah, which yeah. cut me to the core. Oh, you see, I wrote a note because she says it. I'm like, that is really yeah. like Pamela. I know. Oh, look, I know. Wait till we get to the I know. End. We won't say it, but I know exactly what you're talking In the about. The words of uh, Brian Adams, it cuts like a knife. Yeah, great reference as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a man in love. Yeah. So, but one thing I, I had. I made note of is I always think that some of the um, some of Jim's talking heads are almost a bit unnecessary because we get that we understand the situation that he loves this girl yeah, yeah, yeah. so just to sort of force the issue with a talking head shot I don't know if you need it you know? yeah. I think it's more it might have been more about establishing the characters and kind of like getting not so much uh, his story up more kind of getting the kind of person he is because you think about it Jim as nice as he is He's kind of a jerk because he's trying to break up a marriage. That's yeah, true. That I don't think he's true. trying to break up the marriage. I think he can't help the way that he feels. But no. what I was going to say is that maybe it's more of an American TV type of thing. Mm. Because when you watch the British office, there's not much of that. Mm. All of the all of the um, Focus. um the, the relationship stuff is in the subtext. Whereas mm. here, maybe it's because they're tailoring it towards an American audience. They make it more... Obvious, they make yeah. it like in the actual words that are being spoken, yeah. sort of thing. So maybe the reason that it's more, <clears throat> you know, like romantic and stuff like that, um, is because it's for an American audience. That's possible. It is. Um, it is also isn't really painted that Roy is a terrible fiance. No, no, not like at all. aside from um, him, you know, them being engaged for three years. Mm. Yeah, we do see him. There's one thing. I'm not sure if it's in. If you've already seen it or it's coming up, and they've all blended mm. into one long seven-season episode. Mm. But um, 
when she wants to stay and have a drink or something like that. Yeah. That's later on in season two. Yeah, and he just tells her, no, we'll, we'll go. Yeah, that. that's so, right. I think what we just missed was uh, Jim convincing Dwight to hide into a cardboard box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And Jim, uh, playing it perfectly, was like, oh, you can't hide in the box because you want me to breathe, so you get to make sure you can up like air holes and stuff. Yeah. And so he's hiding so that um, they can spy on the other alliances. And we get a brief introduction to a very thin Daryl soon as well. Very, yeah. very svelte young Daryl. Is it this episode or is it the basketball episode? We find out the uh, other guy's name. Yeah, Lonnie. Lonnie, yeah. Played by Patrice O'Neill. Is that the large Yeah, yeah. the large he's, he's dead. Is it really? Yeah, he died of a heart attack. I've this before, oh, yeah. Wow. You told me. That was a very happy... Michael finding the key. We missed a very happy-looking <laughs> yeah. uh, Angelo as well. <laughs> An unusually uh, happy-looking it. <laughs> I do love when Angela and Meredith walk in and they yell surprise and Meredith joins in because she doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. I love how many times Jim also takes <laughs> the box shut. <laughs> It's like, there's no way do I get out of that. Look at that haircut. Like, just yeah. a little mullet thing poking out the back. It's pretty great. Yeah. I think the only thing we can make this episode better is if he convinced them to put that on the truck. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's right. I know this has a great line. Uh, Michael says it in here in a sec. Because Meredith can't eat the cake because she's lactose intolerant. And he goes, if I was allergic to dairy, I think I'd kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, it's like here, have some, have some. <laughs> here we go. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> Get on your mind. Chocolate chip. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, we see more of um, on Michael's birthday when they think that Kevin might have cancer. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets all yeah, selfish about yeah, that. Yes, he does. I like this bit, how like plan has to play into the yeah. into the um prank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she loses yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, Dwight wanting to hear more. And I wonder what <laughs> I wonder whether she um, is performing that that reaction, or whether that's an actual Janet yeah. Fisher reaction? Because yeah. there are some, especially in the episode where Phyllis plays Santa, where you see some actual like laughs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when Kevin sits on Michael's lap, yeah. you see like all the extras in the back just lo- like losing it. <laughs> I can't remember what they're talking about. So about the kid happiness. Oh, this is where Jim reveals to Michael that he's over-donated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he's going to have to pay, like, you know, $500, $600. I really like how Jim manages to put Michael in this place without doing it directly. Like, he yeah. just, like, drop a little hint or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why you always this, read the paper. This work. is where we see the sort of snidey side, uh, side of Oscar, though. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a theme throughout the whole thing. It's like, yeah, that's very much his talking down yeah. to. Yeah, it's like the episode where Michael thinks he's a genius. Like, oh, yeah. you know, oh, you know, oh, that sucks. Well, maybe instead, you... like, surely Oscar's an accountant. He can crunch the numbers in his head in a flash. Yeah, he would know that Michael would have to pay a lot of money, yeah. like hundreds of dollars. 
But I think also based on the version of Michael Scott that we've seen this season... He, and he, no, sorry to interrupt, but he also sees his payslip, so he knows how much money Michael yeah, gets. Which isn't a lot. Yeah. Um, um, I think in this this version of Michael Scott, like the Michael Scott version 1.0, <laughs> a lot of people, they have no regard for him because he is yeah. so irredeemable. Yeah. Later on, when people realise he's just kind of a lovable moron, <laughs> they kind of give him a bit more slack. Yeah. Here we go, very smart-looking <laughs> Daryl. We've just seen Dwight's yeah. burst out of a box. It's the worst impression of an alien film. (laughs) (sighs) She was impressed by that awful guy. And, like, how horrible is it to have your birthday celebrated, like, a month in advance? And because you also know that that means that when it actually comes to your birthday, you're Mm -hmm. not going to have any celebrations. This scene is also repeated later on. Um, I think it may be season six. Um, it's not the exact same situation, but it's when um, the saber printers are in trouble. So Pam does the caption contest, yeah. and they're all like, and like I think Phyllis is like, you should read them out, like read them out and see yeah. which one's like funniest yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and just like this situation, hers is the least funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael's comment has yeah. bombed yeah. officially. I am. Um, I actually think Michael's jokes, like I don't think they're hilarious, but I'm like. There's, there's some zing there. Yeah. Like, I think, you know... <laughs> he brings his, he brings <laughs> his spare one. Yeah. Which is something that you see again later on. Like, he has many drafts uh, yeah. when he does toasts. Yeah. Well, like, you can't think of an introduction. And so he does, like, seven introductions. <laughs> Webster's Dictionary defines engagement as a wedding. And he does looks up welding instead. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the forging of two metals. <laughs> And like that's the thing, as the boss, his job really is to just go, Hope you have a fantastic day, best Mm. wishes, all the best. Um, There's an extra right behind Meredith who I've never noticed before. Yeah, there's another extra in the next episode. Um let's say he uh performs Oh wow, I didn't notice her. Oh that was and that dude behind, I don't, I don't, again, like, the many-mentioned Devon, I don't think that's him. <laughs> For a character who has almost no uh, impact on the show, I've mentioned him quite a bit, old yeah. Devon. He's a cult figure now. <laughs> yeah. Um, here we go, this is where Michael uh, says it's not his fault. Uh, even that though he isn't it, funny. Yeah. Here we go, and... Then <laughs> <laughs> I've made a very sizable donation. And I love what happens next... Get ready for what happens next. He wants to make them all feel like he wants them to like be impressed with him. So in a second, we're gonna see him lead a round of applause <laughs> <laughs> for himself. Yeah. Check for the kids. No. Yeah. Oh, this is so stupid. Oh yeah, he donated that hospital. Yeah. It's anonymous. Well. I know who donated it. It was Michael Scott. How do you know that? It doesn't say who donated it. <laughs> I love how he goes on these thoughtful searchings yeah. for the answer. Yeah. It's his future in which he's perfect. Yeah. Here we go, him leading it. And no one, no one follows. Oh, must now be doing pretty heart. well. Uh, happy yes. Yes, I was thinking of. This is great. It's um, it's Ryan's birthday as well. We yeah. actually yeah. his birthday, yeah. <laughs> which is really score for him because he got away with 
not having his birthday celebrated, but also eating cake and not having to yeah. do work. Now we get the there we go. crunch yeah, moment of the episode. Which, again, I don't think is that... It no, doesn't seem... Really but I think this, like, this is more... I think we're meant to think that Roy's unreasonable because yeah. Yeah. he's got his hand on, on her shoulder and they're just having a bit of a laugh. Oh, he's I holding her hand. The angle sort of thing like that. And like that's the thing, like Roy just completely like instantly flares yeah. up. It's not even like, hey, man, sort of thing. So it does run in their, it does go in their blood. Yeah. Uh, as we see later when his brother has a little <laughs> jet skis. <laughs> jet skis, yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. And <laughs> they just tear the bar apart. And then the poor prank gets ruined as well. <laughs> this is cute. Yeah. What a lines. This isn't the first time we see uh, Roy t- uh, run towards Jim in an aggressive manner. Mm. No. But what could you be alluding to? I don't know. The future. All I know is that Dwight isn't the Judas he was in this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the blonde hair. Dwight. A blonde Dwight. Oh, it's a I'm Malibu sorry. Dwight. <laughs> I think how Thailand was. It's indescribable. <laughs> so that's the end of the Alliance, which even though last week I really struggled to tell you what the episode was about, um, pretty good episode. Good episode. Mm-hmm. Still captures the awkwardness of the British office, like you yes. do say, like especially in that, in all the rounds of applause, he yeah. tries to get going. <laughs> Drum rolls. Drum rolls are <laughs> insane. I will say that there are no drum rolls in this next episode, I don't think. Now, what do you think? Is this the best episode of the season? Basketball? Yeah, I, I mean, so. I will reserve judgment until I've seen episode 6, Hot Girl. But Hot Girl, that's what it's called. I'm like, is it the coffee one, the bag yeah. lady? Hot but Girl. I think, um, I do think this is the best episode of the season. I oh, think it's... Purely for Stanley dribbling. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Stanley dribbling. that's just it. That's just the cherry on top. <laughs> um, I think... We see the worst of Michael, though, in this yeah, one. Yeah, we do. He's yeah. This is where you go, oh, I hate to be. Yeah. I hate to be working with him. What's that episode? I can't remember what it is, but there's something... Michael says something, and he's in the wrong, but then when some guy like, tries to talk to me, he's like, it's too late, man. Don't try to apologize. I don't know. I don't remember that. You'll know what we say, it, but that's yeah. very reminiscent of this moment yeah. when I have... And like this is this is also like his childish moment as well when he's like um cracking it because the guy hurt him and he's like, No, I don't want to play anymore. You can just tell what he was like as a kid. Like he was that kid who like yeah. you know, trips over and then ends up scraping their knee and then ends up crying and the whole thing. See, I don't think that I think that this version of Michael Scott is a product of his childhood. I think he was the one Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, but I don't think he was that kind of child. I mean when you see young yeah. Michael in the video later on, mm. I think this is him, like, finally, you know, getting to control his situation mm. and not knowing what to do with the control. That being said... I don't know. I reckon, it, I reckon what few friends he might have had every once in a while, because I don't think he would have had the same friends for a long time. I think he would have had fleeting friends. Oh, I don't think he had he any friends. No, yeah. but he needs to have, a, you know, at least one sort of thing. But they, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have... Like, when he's really young, like mm. primary school, but they wouldn't have stayed... Um, but I reckon he would have lost them all because of that kind of behaviour. Mm. Maybe. I, um, I will say this, though. This episode is also great, not only because of all the jokes, and there's plenty of good jokes in here. This is the first time we see Michael redeemable. Yeah. If you get to the very end of the episode, if you can't remember it, we'll see when we get there. But you finally get... Yeah. There's, a, there's a side of Michael where you're like, oh, 
Finally. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but no. it takes a long way to get there. It does. He is a real weasel. <laughs> at earlier stages on this episode, oh, the weasel himself. And I must say, I've never wished physical pain on someone more than when he does the chicken thing in this. <laughs> Twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what frustrates me is that the chicken thing seems to work on Daryl as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Which chicken dance uh, makes you? More enraged, Michael Scotts or Tommy Wiseau's? Uh, Michael Scotts. When, <laughs> when Tommy Wiseau does it, it's Charlie. Portia <laughs> de Rossi's on um, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Chicha, chicha, chicha. Do you watch Arrested Development? I don't know. Oh, the reference, I right? Lost reference. Yes, yeah. good. I'm, I'm sure it was good though. I'm sure they're laughing in their millions out there. <laughs> this goes out. She is a raider of the Lost Reference. <laughs> boo! <laughs> boo <Boo-ins? laughs> yeah, I'm saying boo Yeah, I'm saying boo Alrighty. Uh, with that terrible joke by me, we'll jump straight into um, episode 5. With the show. Basketball. The best, potentially, episode of the season. Mm. And we've hit play. Okay. It's loading. And we're going to see the pen paper building. There it is. <laughs> Welcome to Scranton. I'm very much looking forward to uh, Lazy Scranton. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. I think we might use as a theme song at some point. Mm-hmm. Oh, while we're quickly looking at the credits, there was an article on BuzzFeed, which was, which is the best office cold opening? Mm-hmm. Um, and they mentioned the, um, they mentioned the chili. Yep. They yeah. mentioned poisoning the coffee. Um, the coffee. But one that we forgot that they mentioned was when they're in Florida. Get ready, there's a boom mic coming in in a second. Just want to... Point this out. And there it is. There it is, okay. yeah. And, um, and the other opening was when they're in Florida and Jim's like, um, oh. at like four o'clock in the morning and he's like, it was yeah. tonight. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah. so good. Um, I love in that one as well when uh, Aaron goes to wake up Ryan and as you, oh, it's like, hey, oh, hey you're awake. Oh, I'm so glad this is happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, he said, like, I knocked a new door twice last night or something like yeah. that. Um, there's Lonnie. Guys, See, now Michael's... just now discovered who's naming. Michael says that he plays basketball every weekend. I find that really hard yeah, to believe. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Borderline. Think, yeah. Special. Yeah, I think when they, he says that, maybe it's like by himself. Yeah, no. Mm. I think it's like most of the stuff he says. Or he's just saying it just Oh, okay, he has a, a hot date the night before. Yeah, yeah. Because you notice that after the game, when he does his talking head, he talks about how when he gets on the court... He's trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Now, this is great, because at first I thought he wasn't letting Dwight on the team just because he was being a jerk and doesn't like Dwight. But then you find out that Dwight was given a chance to play basketball before, and clearly his inner shrewd took over and he became a man beast on the court. I'm just playing with Michael's toys. I think my favourite of Michael's toys is the train whistle. Oh yeah, yeah. when the kids come in. <laughs> and for when you make a sale, isn't it? For yeah, some I, reason, I really like the ninja hamster. What's a ninja so, hamster? Yeah, there's like a little stuffed toy ninja hamster that he has. It's just really cute. You'll see it. Hmm. It stays on his desk for like all the seasons. I wonder what that map is of. Do you think it's of the greatest Scranton area? Could be. It must be, yeah. That's his, mm. that's his target area for sales. Mm. It's definitely no odd life of Timothy Green poster. What's that reference to? That when uh, Pam goes for the job interview in Philadelphia. 
the oh, other, yeah, Michael. The other oh, Michael yeah. boss. Yeah. Mm. And we got the Pam Beasley Blues. It's Bob Dylan. Don't be Bob Dylan. Oh my god. I think Michael also used, I think it was Michael, I said, but someone uses the word bitch, and I was like, that's really out of place in this yeah, show. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Coming on Saturday. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you can see the disgust so, form on her face. What, so what did she said, say? She said, um, I'll do anything to get your life. Oh, yeah, she said just sleep with the night, yeah. yeah. This, he's just so out of his depth when it comes yeah. down to the warehouse. He's mm. trying to be like a... A man's man. A man's man. Yeah, Which we right. noticed later on in the gender studies episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I think it's ladies' day or whatever. And he ends up inadvertently starting a union. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Is he calling him Mr. Rogers? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. Mr. Rogers Playhouse, I think, which is a show in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. What's that show about? Oh, it's like an old man who like plays the toys and stuff. Oh, okay. I think it's like a Sesame Street type thing. Oh. Now, here's this the thing. What I Christ. like here is that even Roy feels uncomfortable around Michael, yeah, and Roy yeah. is so laid yeah. back and like open about everything, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. We just missed one of my favorite moments of the episode, which is where everyone's like rolling their eyes at the stuff that he says, mm. and Michael just looks at the camera and says, "Report." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Now, was it a toaster that she had that broke from her engagement three years ago? Yes. So that gives us a little bit more insight into like their relationship, Pam and Roy's relationship. Mm. Here we go. The chicken. So he's the boss, and they're saying they're going to have to postpone this match because they've got a shipment going out. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. So does like Michael is is Michael actually Daryl's boss, or is Daryl like his own boss? Uh, I'm not sure if the warehouse is independent of yeah. Michael. I know that they'd be done to Mifflin, but... Mm. I think that all, like, kind of big just, here we go, is that chicken dance. <laughs> Makes me so angry. It's more of a salsa dance. <laughs> yeah. um, I think Daryl, like, all the, um, like, kind of big farm decisions have to be overlooked by Michael, but I think as far as the warehouse goes, like... Daryl's in charge. Daryl leads the safety meetings and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Daryl knows, knows what's going on day to day, sort of yeah. Well, he's definitely deluded. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was the one who made the reference. Michael was the one who made yeah. the reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Although later, later on we get another nerd reference and Jim and Dwight actually team up because it's like, I am like Superman and these are like <laughs> the citizens of Gotham City. <laughs> Which, in the new Superman movie, would make sense. Superman vs. Batman movie, mm. that would make sense, wouldn't it? I think a lot more happens in Metropolis. Yeah, I know, but, but like, right. it would make sense it because make sense. Batman, because you're combining the two mm. worlds. It's just for fun. I, um, I like here how uh, Stanley has been elected to play on the team, of course. Of course. Of course yep. What do you mean, of course? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, uh, Phyllis wants to play, and he says, uh, no. Yeah. Because she's an older woman. Yeah. I also like when he asks Pam to be a cheerleader. 
Yeah. And then Phil's volunteers and he goes, Ugh, yeah. He's <laughs> like disgusted and then, by it. And then he has to back up and put her on the team. Yeah, and then yeah. Jim offers to be the cheerleader. <laughs> That's right. And he has to like, <laughs> refrain <laughs> his gay comments. This is a great episode. There's a great reference there where he says, uh, uh, Oscar wants to play basketball. Yeah. And he says, no, he goes, I'll save your skills for baseball, baseball season. season. Yeah. I'm guessing there's a lot of Mexican people who play baseball. I guess, yeah. I think so. <laughs> Sorry, Phil. <folks. laughs> I wrote here, Michael manages to offend African Americans, Mexicans, homosexuals, and fat people. In <laughs> like the space of a minute. Yeah. Oh, I also wrote that Michael's warm up is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Which is I like this little clip here. Yeah, like it just yeah. shows like how mm. good all the people that he shut down actually are. And he's just staring and he just doesn't give a crap. I also wrote before, and we must have missed it, but I wrote, who's the old guy in the warehouse? And I don't mean the guy with the yeah, the, the big hair, I mean the bald guy. So yeah, you're talking about the guy ones. who like gets Michael in the nose later yeah. on? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I don't know if we see him again, do we? I don't, I don't think, think so. He's, a, he's the proto-Nate, because he's the bald guy. Yeah. A, a special mention to Dwight's bonkers face mask that he wears. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, um... never explained. It's like, it. um, a Hannibal Lecter yeah. type yeah, mask. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's reminiscent of... he, like, can't drink water because he's... Yeah, it just comes out of his nose. <laughs> yeah. it, it is somewhat reminiscent of when he cuts off the doll's face. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. The CPR doll. <laughs> uh, the gay that means bad at sports. <laughs> yeah, he can be. I don't know why he's uh, disappointed about Angela being a cheerleader because later on, at one point, he talks about how he'd like to see her with Holly. I don't remember that. Uh, It's during the proposal when, uh, spoilers, when uh, uh, Angela proposes to Holly, he goes, That would be hot. Yeah. I think I think it's probably um, because it's on a different part of the set. Well, I think it's probably like the elevator probably gets to the hallway that leads to the door. I thought maybe it would be like going down the stairs. Maybe. Yeah. I really like that they reveal what's in that room. Because Daryl just came out of the annex. On right in Meredith's desk at the end of set in the like the last season. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, a, the room yeah. for the documentary crew. Yeah, that's hmm. right. He's doing that chicken thing again. <laughs> God damn. Can't watch it. Oh, Dwight. Always getting shut down. Mm. There we go. Yeah. Michael Gary Scott in his uh, his attire. The high knees. Oh God. And the floppy arms. It's the floppy <laughs> yeah. arms. It's the um. It's not doing anything. It's the boy band dancing. Yeah, it yeah. is. That coupled with what he's wearing as well. Oh, and like Angela getting angry at Dwight as well. Yeah, she Such she considers him a real fool. Yeah. Uh, this is a great reveal as well, where Michael's dunking. Yeah, and, it's... and then suddenly the hook gets put to regulation <laughs> size. It's really an unusual angle as well. Like a documentary crew, I imagine, wouldn't shoot from that weird, yeah, like. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is the old, this is the guy that I don't know who it is, the ball guy. Yeah. I really like that Jim's good at basketball as well. Yeah. This plays into a lot of things later on, especially towards the last yeah. season. His yes. love of sports. It does, doesn't it? Um, now, this is great because not only is uh, Jim excited to impress Pam, but he here openly flirts with her. And, and is actually inviting her out on yes. a date. Yes, yeah. and she isn't opposed to it at all. Yeah, no. that's right. Although, actually, I don't know, she sort of... She never actually agrees to go out with him here. She just sort of says... I think because she knows that she can't. Yeah. But I think she's also entertaining it, yeah, as opposed right. to... So, like, she's going... She hasn't shut him down. Yeah. See you at the mall. Mm. Some classic Beasley expressions there. There's a great bit of this when Jim... Uh, I know what you're talking about. You know? Is it? Woo! Yeah, well, no, it's like, you know when he scores and then he runs past her and, like, winks yeah. at her? Yeah. You know that bit? Yes. Is that the bit you're talking about? No, I think it's the first time he scores and she goes, woo! Yeah. And, like, the first, like... Look, look away. And when... then he sees that the camera's watching him, so then he looks up. <laughs> when Roy scores it for some, she does, like, a polite clap, but when Jim scores, yeah. she actually, like, cheers. Yeah. I wrote, what is Dwight wearing on his face? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he's wearing, like, an anime expo shirt as well yeah. with like this half naked anime girl on it which is weird because he would like... <laughs> I love what he does he's like we'll be skins yeah we'll be yeah, skins there we go. <laughs> a Stanley <Stanley's> stretching <laughs> it's, like, it's so good that they give him the ball straight away yeah. and he does this ridiculous dribble <laughs> I like that um uh Ryan's just like oh, I stretched before I got here yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's been down. I still don't know the name of it. You got the East German gal. Yeah. <laughs> Michael is later on imitating the um, The yeah. showboating, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where like, clearly they know who's on their team. Yeah. Dwight's just wanting to show off, basically. Yeah. Is that Luna sneezing? Yes, it is. She's interrupting our show. Yeah. Loki's yeah, selling. Yeah, oh, perfect. I love it so much. What? Can you hear it? I just love that other arm back. Yeah. yeah. Um, He's got a balance. Yeah. And like the rest of them are like doing their work. Mm. Oh, he's so bad. Three points. He's always like three. And he shoots it from like the two point line. Yeah. So there's no ever be three. Defense. Defense. <laughs> like, isn't that what the so crowd there, is supposed to do? There's the polite clap from Pam. Yeah. Get there's ready the for. Old man again. Boom. That's a good one. Yeah, man. yeah. There we go. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, <okay. laughs> that. Cla- what is wrong with me today? <laughs> Classic bad player line. Yeah. yeah. Whenever you talk yourself up, there we go. Some nice moves by Dwight. And then later on when Dwight steals the ball off Ryan because yes. of the same team. Yeah. Well, oh. he calls a foul. They should all know what they got themselves into the moment that happens. Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. This is almost as bad as the, uh, the drum roll. Yeah, oh, this yeah, is, I love this this is bonkers. <laughs> takes takes around a minute to get ready for his free throw and then he just throws it so hard. <laughs> Here we go, get ready. Boof. <laughs> Get straight over. Oh. <laughs> and then he starts applauding. 
That yeah, is, I did a great job. That is the first of many overthrows. <laughs> if he was playing soccer, he'd be a Roberto Baggio. Mm. I like how there's like I like just looking at the stuff that's in the warehouse as well. So like we saw like a old Halloween um <laughs> Jack O' Lantern and all this kind yeah. of stuff. Here we go, that's a... <laughs> <laughs> now, what do we think? Do we think Jim was trying to hurt him there? Um, I'm not sure. I think I think what Jim was doing was he was pulling a prank on him. Yeah. And he was waiting until Michael looked away yeah. and threw the ball. Is that, Is that like the robot? robot? <laughs> <laughs> the beginning. Of, to, like, that's the beginning of the one-sided. Oh, that's yeah, the worst dancing. Yeah. <laughs> it is as bad as his stretches. Yeah, one-sided relationship yeah. with Ryan. Now I don't know if that's a point or not because it's, everyone stops and it was a foul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In your face. It's Madge, by the way. That oh yeah, that's right. The East German gal. But yeah. they call her Padge at one point. <laughs> <laughs> it's during um the the Women's Day thing. Yeah. I love I love the part of this bit where Michael's talking about how how basketball's like jazz. I just love the ball that someone just steals the ball here. Yeah, it's Roy, here we go. He's messing around with it. And I think it's this moment where he goes, bring it in! Take it up a notch to Jim, who's playing yeah. the best out of all of them. But that's the thing, like, Jim's just keeps, it just keeps pushing it just this to the yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is a loving look. It's a moment right there. And then it gets a bit willing between him and uh, yeah. Roy. Yeah. I just wrote here, well, I meant to write the Jim Pam Roy love triangle intensifies. I wrote the Jim Pam Roy life triangle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they start playing really dirty. Yeah. And that's the thing, again, because there's like no ref or anything like that. They're just like, you know, do whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Michael. He's a gym with some skills, which yeah. means ideally John Krasinski has some skills. Because yeah. yeah. you can't fake that. Look at that, she always has tears in her eyes. There we go. And he just elbowed him. He just completely elbowed Roy to the I don't think it goes both ways. Like, and I don't think that's actually an illegal move because he's actually just trying to... He's, it's more of a yeah. shepherd. Mm. If you hit him in the face, it'd be something else. But I don't know. I don't know much about basketball. Daryl is the Stanley. Ryan looks so young and weedy there. Yeah. He looks like he's about 12. I reckon it's the hair. Yeah. yeah. And the, oh. <laughs> the humping of the air yeah. aggressively. <laughs> Yo, nice. And here you can see he's already planted the seed. So he yeah. goes, what's the score? And you can see, like, if you watch it, like, he actually, Michael goes into the yeah. old man. I don't know who the that guy is. so apologetic as yeah. well. Yeah. I wish we had kept this guy. I like this yeah. guy. Yeah. I think he's too nice for Dunder Mifflin. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I use you. <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry. If you don't, need to do it this yeah. way, then don't do it that way. 
But here's the problem. Like, he is childish and he ends yeah. the game so they can win. But he's so, such a weakling yeah. that he then gives it... Because <laughs> <laughs> we didn't mention it, but the stakes of the game are whoever loses has to work Saturday. That's what Dwight was doing on Saturday. I don't yeah. quite know how either of those people can work for the other people, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's mm. what I was thinking. Like, I was like, oh, so the warehouse people are going to come into yeah. the office and just... You know, work mm. in the office. But what I love here is the the claustrophobic feel that you get, yeah. and just they're all of them, these big guys just staring down at him, and just through that little peak hole there, and yeah. oh, they're like, I would be exactly the same. I'd be like, no, uh, it's, it's, no it's okay. He really does weasel out. Yeah, yes. he does. True, Michael Scott. See that sweat, dog. dog. <laughs> He's just like. <laughs> Yeah. This is a really disappointing Michael Scott moment. We're coming inside. And you just see it on and you just see it on Jim's face. Yeah. And it's like it's not even like it's not even like a what? It's like a oh again yeah. sort of thing, like oh he always does this. And here is the best moment of the episode. Or not the best like, oh Kevin got a, a hoop. Yeah. Here we go. Oh hang on. Kevin got a second hoop. Yeah. Oh, wait, and go. it's pretty clear by this third hoop he was about to take that Kevin's <laughs> pretty yeah. good at basketball. It's only one shot as well. Yeah. You know? That's four. Four in a row. <laughs> and then you see Shirtless Stanley, <laughs> yeah. which is the weirdest thing ever. I think Shirtless Stanley now is better than Shirtless Stanley in season nine. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's, the, here's a really weird pan moment. I don't like it. Makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. Let's get you in a tub. It's too sexual. It is. And like Pam does say sexy things like later on, like um the episode where they're drunk on Valentine's Day. Mm. And she's like, you know, we've got a bed. And then Jim says, and a shower, and they yeah. lose it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's well, Jim's the one who's saying a shower. But like you can tell like by her reaction stuff that like yeah. she's into it as well. Yeah. Well, she should be. Plus, yeah, no, but like, because they're so tame, yeah. this is a really good Michael Scott moment. It's the first time that he actually comes through as the person he keeps saying that he is. Yeah. yeah. Gives him the day off on Saturday. But the way he also says it is like, as if having an extra day is gonna stop the company from going under, and then it's just got that silence, and you look at the look on Dwight and Phyllis's <coughs> face, and they're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's the problem. Here's he, the reason why um, head office asked us to come in. Well, I think the idea is as well is that an extra day of work isn't going to save the company. So. But it also like solidifies the idea in their head that the company is going up, mm-hmm. is going under, and there might not be things to save the company. Yeah, there might not be a Saturday to come into. Yeah, that's right. That is the end of episode five. Of Two Jeffers. real buttes. Yep. Definitely, especially that basketball episode. Yeah, that is good. Like, it's pretty perfect. Like, from Stanley dribbling <laughs> to Stanley shirtless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and to Dwight with his clear face And mask. his anime t-shirt and uh, all the Jim and Pam stuff. We are, we're on the cusp, on the crest of the end of the first season. Strong. It's been a strong first season. It's stronger than I thought. I was talking about us. No, us. <laughs> You are a monster. <laughs> Off the rails. Yeah, sorry about that. 
Where's that gavel? We gotta like. Yeah, that's the gavel's. Objection. People are gonna want that. Expect that every week now. It's gonna be our little theme. Uh, well, we will try. Uh, any closing thoughts on episodes four and five of The Office? Did I already ask that? I think I'm asking again. Uh, no. No, other than um, just to reiterate what I said before, is I, I really think that they're probably the best two episodes of the season. Yes. Quite possibly, yeah. I'm just holding out judgment because I do remember there is some pretty good jokes in the next one. Mm. So, we'll see. We certainly will. Just keep killing time because I forgot about our closing music. Oh, yeah. Well, this is actually something I want to say, but there's, I feel like there's a real definitive difference between... Like a good episode because of the story, and then a good episode because of the jokes. So yeah, there's, okay. you know, there's some episodes that are good um, um, purely because of like the storyline that's running through it. Like for instance, um, the threat level midnight. Yeah. I would say doesn't really have that many jokes in it. Yeah. But it's still a fantastic episode because of the bad acting that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Like I know what you mean. Yeah. Whereas the jokes like there's some. No, I'm just saying, well, the, I, I reckon the jokes yeah. in Trek Mellow Level Midnight are no better than any of the other jokes that they've done. It's, it's very self-referential. Yeah. And they are also watching the Room version yeah. of the Martin <laughs> Scott film. Um, yeah, but uh, just for, uh, from memory, all of uh, Michael Scott's interactions with, uh, is it Amy Adams? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Who plays um, Jim's girlfriend. Jim's squeeze. I can't remember her name. Um. No, I can't remember her name either. Jacinta. Nope. It's not. It's something... It's very standard. Is it like Katie? Kate? It might be be Katie. Um, I don't know. Second shot. Let's see. Um, I will confirm it for you in a moment. But, uh, yeah, it's cringeworthy when he interacts with her. Because, from memory, I think she asks for a coffee. And he just takes that and goes with it. And he's like... He buys her a coffee machine. Yeah, oh yeah, 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 that's right. He does. Forgot about that. Uh, another addict. Yeah. You'll be disappointed to know, Nick, yes. that her name is Katie. Oh yeah, Katie, yeah. You nailed it. I was way off of yeah, Jacinta, but that wasn't a serious guess. What did you say? Jacinta. Yeah, I knew it wasn't Jacinta. <laughs> um, cool, that's another episode in the bank. Mm, yeah. Looking forward to episode six. Yes. And then the Dundies. Dundies. And is episode episode two of season two The Fire? I hope so. That is a great episode. Yeah, that's a good episode. See, this is it. Like, as as fun as season one has been, season two is going to be a blast. It does kick off. It gets gets even better. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, I'm pumped for it. It's a roller coaster that only goes up. Well, that's no good because you want to <laughs> yeah. the down is is the best part. It's the fun part. Yeah. I don't know. I heard that from someone. <laughs> is it Michael Scott? Yeah, it probably, it sounds like probably. Michael Scott. Probably. I think it is. If in the next couple just of weeks we hear... It's ingrained in my subconscious. Um, well, we also I think we've been running longer than normal. We've actually had a pretty long episode. So we'll, we'll cut it here for this week. We'll be back soon. Uh, but that's what's... Uh, but that's what she said. I almost got the title of that show. Uh, I'm James Chalmers. I'm Tina Harrington-Evers. I'm Nick Owen. And we'll leave it in the, uh, the, the good hands of our friend Michael Gary Scott. Take it away, Michael. All right, guys. Well, see you later, warehouse. Catch you on the flippity-flip. <laughs> <laughs>